Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome aboard. The only place you need to be is right here with us on the Burnley Dumb Show. For those of you watching on the YouTube right now, yes, I understand. My forehead is massive. I'm looking at it right now into the Zoom call right now. It is a big old fucking forehead that I got. It really is. I did an Instagram on it the other day and not even doing it to be funny. It's just a, a very large forehead that I have. And I think I look at my forehead all the time and I just don't know if it's because my, my hairline is receding or is just my forehead that large to where if I go bald, would people still look at my forehead and say, wow, that kid's got a big forehead. Cause right now with the hair that I do have left, I think you look at it and just say, wow, his forehead is huge. If I go bald, is that the same case? Did Joe Rogan have a massive forehead the way I do before he went bald? I look at Joe Rogan now, and I do not think he's got a tremendously large forehead. I think of a lot of other things, not the forehead. Food for thought. Just throwing that out there. But let's go dancing here. The Brilliantly Dumb Show, before we get into the show, let me remind you that our sponsor here is with Roback. Ladies, gentlemen, I, I've said it time and time again. I preach it. I stand by it. If you like golf, if you like wearing golf apparel, even everyday apparel, the boys and girls over at Roback do things right. Premium threads. Get 15% off your first purchase, your first rowback purchase. Go to my Instagram profile, brilliantly dumb. Hit that link in the bio and automatically get 15% off your first rowback purchase. I have the hat here, um, but I just wanted to talk about my forehead for a little bit. But I'm telling you, get yourself some rowback, whether it's golf polos, sweatshirts, the boys and girls over at rowback. They do it right. Premium threads link in my Instagram bio, get 15% off your first purchase. We are talking golf today, ladies and gentlemen, interview day, Katie Carney, who is a huge golf influencer. She has a huge fan base. Um, this girl does it right. Very pretty gal. Very nice gal. I actually met her um, through Bob Menery who um, you know, is a friend of mine. Bob Menery has a big Instagram account. He's the voice of Buffalo Wild Wings. There's a lot of voiceovers. I met her through Bob Menery. Um, and again, just a huge big time golfer. She's played everywhere. This girl is going. I mean, I'm very blessed to where I could go out and play a lot of golf courses now, thanks to the Burnley Dumb Faithful and, and the fan base we have here. She's taking it to another level. She's going out. She's in Dubai golfing, flying first class, shipping on champagne. She's played Augusta National, um, which is something that we are going to get into. Uh, a fun episode. Lauren Pacheco, my girlfriend, joins the show, joins that episode, um, an interview with her as well. Just a ball talking golf, having a good time, shooting the shit. Katie Carney will be joining us. Before we get into all, any of that, what I would like to say that Field of Dreams baseball game, we talked about it a little bit on the Patreon. They did the 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 replica from the Field of Dreams movie and transferred it over to the Major League game and had the White Sox play the Yankees. That, to me, was unbelievable what took place last week in the MLB. I mean, and you talk about the MLB has been craving to get new viewership in there, get the young generation onto the major leagues, the whole nine yards. I got to tell you what, that was a special venue. Watching 
Kevin Costner from the Field of Dreams movie come out of this cornfield in the white on white suit. It was like Jesus Christ just appeared out of the cornfield and Costner went into full character before this baseball game. I almost think Kevin Costner was better in the major league game than he was in actually the movie. I think you got to put up this guy for another Oscar. Kevin Costner still got some juice watching him just slow walk through the outfield in full character to me was unbelievable. And he was fucking locked in. Let me tell you something. If Kevin Costner threw out the first pitch of that game, he'd put it 98 on the black. I'd suit him up for the Yankees rather than the Jabib they rolled out there who got bombed. What a smart idea from the major. Kevin Costner might have thrown a splitter, the most devastating splitter Iowa has ever seen, yet alone a baseball diamond. This man was locked in. Give him an Oscar for that. Give him an Oscar. I mean, baseball has got to innovate. And this was one of the first times that they really did innovate. They took a movie, a baseball movie, and brought it to real life. And I got an idea that is even better than the Field of Dreams game. It's a no-brainer, if you ask me. An absolute no-brainer. And that is the Sandlot game. The Sandlot game has got to happen, no question about it. If you could find a way to do a replica of the Sandlot field and have two major league teams play against each other on that field, you're looking at more numbers than the Super Bowl. I mean, this field, the Dreams game, did insane numbers. Sandlot would double those numbers. You have everybody wear the PF Flyers. You have Benny the Jet Rodriguez jump over the fence and come on out to throw the first pitch. It would be a spectacle unlike we've ever seen. They already have the PF Flyers cleats as real players that are actually wearing them. Do a Sandlot game. If I'm, if I'm Rob Manfred, if I'm running the major leagues, it's one of those things. It's like being a football team down 28 in the second half. You got to pull shit out of your ass. You got to try any and everything on defense. You dial up all types of crazy blitz packages. You do anything you can to anything goes. That's what baseball's got to do. For so long, they've been trying to, to, to get more viewership and they've tried this, this, and that. This is your answer right here. I'd have players playing on the fucking moon. You imagine the Sandlot game. You hit a dinger. You hit a home run. You got to go over to the fence and retrieve it. And the dog, the beast is sitting behind the fence. You imagine watching Aaron Judge trying to climb a fence, has to get the ball and then come back before the dog comes, gets him. Even if you do like a fake dog, it don't matter. That game would fucking pop. Just stick a German shepherd behind the fence. Bartolo Colon has got to still be in the league. He's been playing for the past 22 years. He's hit a home run before. You imagine Bartolo Colon hits a home run in the Sandlot game, and you have to watch Bartolo Colon go over the fence, get the ball, and come back. It'd be unbelievable. I would spare no expense for the major leagues. I would do it all. We'd be playing games on the fucking moon. We'd find a way to play it on the Statue of Liberty. 
anything you got to do to bring more viewers into the major leagues, you do it. And good for Major League Baseball, because that was spectacular. Chills down my body. Kevin Costner comes out of the cornfield. Next thing you know, Judge and the boys are followed behind them. Just a fucking spectacular spectacle. Throw anything you can. Get more people watching the game of baseball. It's a beautiful game. And I'll tell you what else is a beautiful game, golf. And now we're going to head on over to Katie Carney, big-time golf influencer. Let's hear what the young ladies got for the brilliantly dumb faithful here. Folks, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the interview. This is Katie Carney coming in hot. Let's give a nice little round of applause there for the young lady. Welcome her on to the Brilliantly Dumb Show. There she is. There she is. Hi. There she is. Katie, long time coming here. It was a matter of time till we got you on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I know. I'm so sorry. I was traveling a bunch, and now you got me. Now, I, I said before you came on, I said, where in the world is Katie Carney? Because you probably do more traveling than anybody I've ever seen, kid. You're all over the place. You're coast to coast, different countries. You got the golf clubs with you. It's a lot of traveling for you, know? Yeah, and actually, I just had my golf clubs lost on my way home from Spain. I was doing some work with the Ladies European Tour, Brutal. and they lost my golf bag. So I'm actually not traveling with my golf bag at the moment. Brutal. Now, what's the process for that? Okay, golf bag gets lost. Do they reimburse you on the clubs? Um, we haven't gotten to that point yet. They deliver, they, well, allegedly they're delivered to my home in Chicago, but I haven't been home yet. So hopefully they're there. I got you. And then do you have to do the rental set in the, in the meantime? Yeah. So, um, actually played, uh, the par three course at Pebble last week Look at you. and had to borrow some clubs. I mean, Katie, and I'm not just saying this cause you're on the show and I'm not just saying that to pump your tires. Okay. But you got to think, I mean, you're living the dream, Katie Carney. You're all over. You're playing golf here. You're playing golf there. I mean, you got to be very happy with what you got going. The retired man's dream. I know. It's yeah, it great. really is. It really is. <laughs> it's very nice. I feel, yeah, I'm very, very lucky. I almost feel like with all the traveling that you do, you're just in a, you're in a permanent jet lag. Well, it's funny you say that. Actually, I feel permanently jet lagged. Yeah. Um, I was in Spain and then Chicago and then Pebble and now back to France. But I take some CBD that helps about a lot called Yips, ironically. Um, so that's been helping me a bit. But yeah, I'm pretty much always out of it. And then wine just helps balance me out. Now, okay, so a little bit of glass of vino <laughs> on the flight. And then the CBD thing, I'm kind of... <laughs> The CBD thing kind of confuses me to a regard, okay? Because I've had the the bomb where you kind of rub it on, and that gives you a nice little sensation. Oh yeah. What What does the CBD do for you? Does it Does it knock you out? Uh yeah. So I use the bomb as well on my ankle. I have a bunch of I have like six screws in my ankle, so I use it for that. But I use the pill version and the drops just to like sleep at night gotcha. and um, get a little more relaxing at night. Do you wake up a little bit groggy from that, though? No, I mean, I haven't had any issues with it. Um, No, and I've tried like Tylenol PM, like I've tried everything in the books and I'm always groggy in the morning and CBD, the yip stuff is great. 
But the only thing with taking the 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 yips, then it's going to transfer over to the golf course because I've had the yips on the golf course. <laughs> I'll tell you this: as long Me as it, too. yeah, as long as it's the oh. CBD version, the, the then I'm fine with it. Have you had it? Okay, because you you go out there, okay, and usually when you go out golfing, you got the cameras running, no, to some degree. Yeah, and that's usually when I shank it off the tee box. See, that's when it gets. <laughs> that's when it get. I just recently had. Um, I went out with these guys, these big golf vlog guys, the good, good golf guys, and they're young guys, 21, 20, right around that area. And they are unbelievable. And they, they hit from the tips. They're unbelievable. And they film shot by shot. So if you don't have it that day, which Lord, I didn't. Every shot is being recorded and they put every shot on the vlog. It's not like they just cut up. They didn't even give you any editing. I don't think they do. I think they want to They even have the shot tracer too, to where it'll show where each shank goes on the tracer. Yeah. See, I always ask for the editing a uh, little. Yeah. See that now that's got to help you. But you almost feel like you have a different swing when you got the camera running. Oh, absolutely. If I'm playing an actual round of golf, I don't even like to pull up my phone and text or anything. I just feel like I get distracted. Maybe it's my ADD. I don't know. But I can't even look at my phone, much less have people filming and, you know, like trying to record stuff. That's why usually if I'm doing content, I'll have a whole day where I just shoot content. And then if I'm actually playing, I won't even take my phone there. See, I kind of like that play. I go out on the golf course yeah. and even with the phone, I have a hard time putting the content out as I'm going because I can't yeah. really focus to where I almost wait till the end of the round and then I start firing it up there. See, that's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll play golf, not take our or not use our phones and then do like emergency nine and do all of our content after you get exactly, exactly. Then you get it all. <laughs> then you get it all out right there. You know, I almost think, which is not a bad idea for you, Katie. Okay, is you got such a nice swing, and people go out and they're going to expect you to just be hitting lasers all day. Maybe you go out there <laughs> and do a compilation of your shittiest golf shots, your absolute worst golf shots. Put that on the Instagram and then it's like, okay, if it comes, it comes. People have already seen. I almost think that people want to see the shitty swings. Well, yeah, then you set the bar low and it's only up uphill from there. I'm a big fan. I like that. that. I'm a big fan. You know, it's funny because every time when I play in these crumbs and whatnot, people think I'm on the LPGA. They mustn't you know, follow a lot of LPGA, I guess. It's tough. And you got such a you got (laughs) such a big following, too where it's like god yeah. forbid you hit a bad shot you know what i mean katie yeah it's embarrassing and now what about what about these like these tournaments that they run i'm going to the the um the pga memes tournament which i'm excited for and it's yeah, in a, florida um at, this one uh, so trump, they're all, is it at trump yes it, it's going to be at trump in la are you going to that so i was supposed to go to the one at trump national in uh, Jupiter. Gotcha. But now I'm out of town. I'm over here for a little bit, so I'm not going to be able to make it. But those tournaments are so fun. I played in his one in Orlando, 
and it was the best time. It seems like a lot of fun. And by the way, especially doing what we do, the ne- is it okay to call? I mean, people, we're influencers. No, I think people have a, people think that that's a bad thing to say influencer. They don't like being called an influencer. Are you okay with being called an influence, a golf influencer, Katie? Oh yeah. I don't get, I say like influencer marketing. So long as you don't say LPGA, I'm good. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I don't mind even throwing don't in call me a pro. Yeah. Throw influencer slash marketing there. That's a good combo. Yeah. Yeah. So model we're, we're models, Robbie. Yeah. I, I could, maybe I'll put model in there. Maybe I'll throw that in there too. Slash, slash, slash. Yeah. (laughs) These things look like a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And also the networking and the people that you meet at these tournaments, they have all different games going on. Do people actually, is there actually a leaderboard at one of these things? Oh, yeah. No, people take it really seriously. But at the last tournament, I think there was about like a 20-some on one of our holes where you had to hit it off one of the – beer can or one of the white claw type cans um so that was pretty fun but yeah so it's not super strict or anything but people do take it serious and keep score i i watch so you got to bring your a game yeah i'm gonna have to there's no question about it i i'm i watched you uh take a shot off it was like almost at one of these tournaments and you had to kind of hit a ball onto an island in the middle like the the island just in the middle of the water right there it's like a a a one-shot thing that you're doing that's got to be a nerve-wracking shot because the gallery that you had behind you is just yeah that was ridiculous that was at Coeur d'Alene and the practice round before the day before I made par on that hole and then that round with the gallery I sunk it in the water twice and then like four putts. So it's a total different swing. <laughs> you just feel your whole world coming down, crashing on you. Totally. Where would you, but say- it was, that was a really good uh, tournament. That was a really fun one. Um, played with a couple old linebackers who played with my dad. So that was fun. Yep. And, and now let me ask you, where would you say um, your dad was an NFL player now? Yeah, so he played in the NFL for 10 years. He was a linebacker. He was drafted by the Cowboys, but he mainly played for the Cardinals when they used to be in St. Louis. Okay. So way before our day. I, so you have the athletic genes in you. No, I don't. Yeah, I you do. You got to give yourself credit here. <laughs> My please. hand's mortified. You, you, you have got to give yourself credit. Where would you say out of all the places you play, okay, domestic and international, one each. Where is the best place to go play golf? You played a ton of golf, all different places. Um, you mean the most fun or the best course? Obviously, where, where's Katie? Where, did, where I, does Katie Cardi have the most fun golf wise? I love all the all the Discovery Land properties, El Dorado, um, Baker's. Like, I mean, anywhere that's near a beach, I can play and like relax, bikini, whatever. There's comfort stations every couple of holes, grab a margarita. Those are my types of courses. Uh, I was lucky enough to play Augusta in December. You did play and obviously how the hell? polar opposite. <laughs> how the hell did you find your way onto Augusta? I don't know how I find my way onto any course, but it oh. was really fortunate. And it was an amazing experience. Obviously, actually there we did have a couple of margaritas as well. Are you a better are you a better player when you're drinking, Katie? I think a lot of people like to say that, but it may not be necessarily true. I actually think I'm a better player when I'm drinking. 
Really? I do. I do. I think I'm loosening up. I think I'm, I'm, I'm swinging freely. I'm not, not thinking nearly as much. And I'm just going out there and just having at it. Yeah, I can see that before any pro-am, I usually have like a mimosa or something in the clubhouse. But if I'm drinking a lot during the round, then no, I'm not like my lowest round has I've ever had, which isn't that low. So, um, I was sober. So I think I'm much better when I'm not drinking. And then if you have a bad round, okay, do you beat yourself up? Or, to me, I'll have a bad round and I'll think about it all. Definitely not. And I'll, so you don't, oh, you, you're, God, you're, no. you're over it. I've already forgot about it before I'm off the 18th screen. Good for you. Unless I'm beaten by somebody that <laughs> shouldn't beat me. <laughs> if I know I should have beat them. You, it, to me, it seems like you're at a very good headspace with your golf game. I feel like you and golf have a very good relationship. You know, we do. It's been an up and down relationship, yeah. but it always <laughs> is come a long way. It always, it always, always. Do you feel the need? Okay. If you play a lot of times I go out and if I play with somebody that I've never played with before. Okay. I feel more of a pressure to, to, to perform and play better just to show them that I got it. And I'll even double down. So that where, they'll want to play with you again. Yeah. Or just to show them like, Hey, you know what? This guy can swing it a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it's in there. This guy's got it. Or if I'll even double down, if I played with somebody I haven't played before, I play really bad. Okay. For example, my girlfriend's best friend. Okay. I played with her boyfriend and we had, I was horrific. The first time I played with him. I go out to play with him again. That's a big pressure round for me because I got to show this guy now that there's something in the tank. If I'm playing with somebody new, all I care about is just getting through the round and not embarrassing myself. So long as I'm keeping up and we're both playing quickly and having fun, that's all I really care about. I'm telling you, Katie, I'm very impressed. You really have a good relationship with golf. There's no question about Thank it. Thank you. There's no well, question. Well, we have to play sometime. We, would... Katie, you say the word. We will absolutely get out there. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt the Brilliant Dumb Show to let you know that the Brilliant Dumb Show is brought to you by Bespoke. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Bespoke sends these packages to you of all different assortments, whether it's an outdoors package, a travel package, they got it all. Get a look at this briefcase here they got for Bobby. The line of trade case. Looks like I'm ready to walk into the Staples Center with this thing. Talk about just a phenomenal travel bag. They do it all over there at Bespoke. Look at the different packages they have. Again, they got the travel package, outdoor package. East box costs only about $45, depending on what you're looking for. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code DUMB, D-U-M-B, at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com slash DUMB. For 20% off, not slash dumb, promo code dumb. For 20% off your first box, they do it all over there at Bespoke. And again, get a look at this bag right here. I never steer you wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the boxes that they have. Get a look at Bespoke, boxofawesome.com. Take a look for yourself. Love you, folks. We're moving on. Let me ask you another thing. Uh, you said you played Augusta. Is that all that it's made out to be? Like, is the hype of playing Augusta what you is it what you expected did it exceed your expectations it definitely exceeded 
all my expectations. I literally had goosebumps walking down the first fairway pretty much the entire day, honestly. It just was so, it just felt surreal. And I've never played any other course that's felt that way. Um, and it was really cool. Peyton Manning was there the night before we all like had wine and then saw him that morning Ugh. and he was so cool. And there was only maybe like three rounds that day. So nobody was there because it was kind of during COVID still. So they only let out a certain amount of tea times, right? Yeah, I think our day there was like, well, that whole weekend they send you a list. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. Yeah, let it fly. Oh. Let it fly. I already posted. I already posted photos from there. And yeah, you let it the, fly <laughs> on the blacklist. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, they send out. They give you a list in your room that says like who's there, what members, um, blah blah blah. I think that whole weekend there was 12 people. That's 12 unbelievable. Members there. So you don't have to worry yeah, about anybody so. playing behind you. None of that we don't even we didn't even have a tea time you just go out whenever you want you go have breakfast you oh, and then we played is... the par three course afterwards which i actually thought was almost just as fun as really? the real court yeah it was so cool that is, and maybe now, that was because we'd been drinking margaritas the whole time well there you go there you go yeah you probably thought you were playing the main course i probably did <laughs> Let me ask you, I always thought about this could be a ridiculous question. Maybe so. Okay. You're playing Augusta national. All right. And let's say first tee box. Okay. You shank one way left balls out of bounds. Do you get a breakfast ball at Augusta national? Is that a thing? You know, I didn't use a breakfast. That's ball, phenomenal. But Did you hit a fairway? I, somehow? Yes. I telling you, no matter what, I always hit the fairway on the first tee box. Oh, that's so great. I can literally duff it on the next 17 that's holes. That's fine, it's though. As long thing. as that first tee box shot, <laughs> the weight of the one. world comes off your shoulders. I'm really good under pressure or something, but I do believe you get a breakfast ball at every course, no matter what. So did any of the guys you were playing with? Pine Valley, Augusta. Did any of them take the breakfast ball? No, but they were all amazing golf. They were probably scratch golfers, so yeah. but they did take a breakfast ball. I, I look. I figured even they're their out ego, there. I don't think they would have. I don't think there's a lot of twenty twenty five handicaps out there playing Augusta National. <laughs> you just don't see it. I actually asked my caddy that. I said, what, "Am I the worst person you've ever caddied for at Augusta National?" And he said, "No." So there, that well, was there you my go. Victory. Do you feel? <laughs> isn't it nice? Okay, if you have a caddy, things I love about caddy. First off, the relationship with the caddy is always the best. I love that. Mm -hmm. But isn't it nice if you hit a fairway? Okay, especially if it's early into the round, you hit a fairway. Just walking down that fairway with the caddy next to you. To me, especially if you're playing good, it is yeah. the most you've and you think even Augusta National, you hit a fairway on one and you got that caddy next to you and you two are just strutting it down the fairway. That to me is euphoria. That is peak golf. That, that is what you live yeah. for. No, I totally agree. And then you're like, I can make it on tour. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're good to go. And then you're just <laughs> waiting for your card to come in the mail. Let me ask you this, Katie, and you could be honest with me, okay? Be dead honest. Mm -hmm. All, right? All right. Be blunt. There's nothing wrong with being blunt with me. You said you. you I'm really Manning scared where this is going. Be careful okay. now. Yeah. Heads up. Heads up. Take, <laughs> sure, careful. Take, take cover here, Katie Carney. Um, okay. You said you've met Peyton Manning. All right. He was at Augusta National. Who's got a bigger forehead, me or Peyton Manning? 
I mean, okay, be honest, take it in. If you need to really dissect the forehead, I can lean into the Zoom for you. Bigger forehead, Katie Carney, me or Peyton Manning. Okay. Be honest. I, I've honestly, during this entire, how long has this been? 10 minutes? Uh, I didn't look at your forehead. You have not Peyton looked was at wearing the forehead. a hat. You have not looked at I the- really haven't. Really? Take no. a look at the forehead. I didn't know this was a thing. Dissect the forehead. I mean, it doesn't look that big i mean when you go like that yeah yeah like, there, oh, there, no. so there you go you want me to go down with it <laughs> yeah also peyton was wearing a hat so i have nothing i can compare it to well i we got to catch peyton when he's not wearing a hat because i would love yeah. to see that side by side me a peyton man i hope you would have been honest with me katie I would always be honest with you good i appreciate that and the golf will absolutely happen and i i need just one more one more thing out of you Okay, and we want you to be honest. Okay, this has been a long time debate out of me and my girlfriend. I'm actually, she's about to go hit a tea time as we speak. Can I bring you in for a second here, Lauren? You could really solve something here for us. Okay, because we've had a long going debate. We've had a lot of mixed answers as well. Yes. So we figured, I said, Katie Carney's coming on. Katie is going to be the one that is going (laughs) to decide this for all. I'll let you ask the question, Lauren. Okay. So if I'm teeing off from the ladies' tees and he's teeing off from the men's and I hit it further than him, did I actually hit it further than him? Farther, further, whatever. The, w- would you say that that she outdrove him? Yeah, did I outdrive him? 100%. Oh, yes! Without a doubt, you outdrove him. Because, well, yes! yes. Katie, what will happen is she hits, a, she can, she can really, she's got a good driver and she goes and she'll hit these low runners that just. She'll crush it. Yeah. And it's, it's tough for me because then I'm pulling up and then I pull up my cart while she's still in drive, you know, and the wheels are still turning, which sucks. But if you look at from a yardage perspective, if if you if don't you got to look on whether somebody outdrives you or not? Shouldn't it be by total yardage from where I am to where my ball is to where she is to where her <laughs> ball is? No. All I'm hearing are a lot of excuses, Robbie. <laughs> she one thousand percent outdrove you, and there's no debating this. I am so glad I came on here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so That's now I'm going to go play golf with her, rather because it sounds like. You're a little short and you bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is a big Katie. This is a big win for team Lauren. I'm so happy. Right. Team now. Lauren. A lot of guys have said like, no, no, she had, she didn't now drive you, but I'm like, they make the women's no. tees and men's tees different for, for a that reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I agree with those guys that I think it should be by total yardage from where I am to where the ball ends up to where she is, to where the ball ends up. No. Not, not your final destination, Katie. Yeah. Carney. But look at your body and look at my body. Well, you that's know, totally, that, that, that's that's handicap, they Robbie. have the difference of the T's. Exactly. I'm taking exactly. a beat. I'm taking a beating here. This, I'm, I'm this sounds a, like an ego issue. <laughs> okay speaking of that so when you golf with guys do they get really like nervous or worked up because you're so good well first for the scrambles and stuff I'm playing and it's great because I hit like you I hit really long so we always use my ball off the drive usually 
and it works out and they're not complaining then <laughs> do you notice though it, it, that's a good question do you notice some guys that you go out there and play do you notice that they're a little bit frazzled usually i'm really lucky with who i play with they're they're pretty good and they don't care but the ones that do get a little flustered i t- notice they'll tend to like over drink or something and then oh, that's when the wow. problems arise yeah. That's so funny. Getting in their head yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, you know why that stings so much is I think that would be me. I think I would be about <laughs> three transfusions deep in a matter of three holes. That 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 really spoke to me, Katie Carney. <laughs> Katie, you no. we appreciate you deciding the long drive there. We I'm appreciate so happy that. Right now. Yeah, yeah. This is a big, it's a big win for Lori. <laughs> And the next thing you got to do. I'm so glad I got to meet Lauren. I know. Me too. I've been a fan of yours. Yay. I follow you on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm a new fan of yours. Oh. Yeah. The next time you're out, we're all going to get out there. We're all going to get golfing. Okay. No, yeah. I'm not going to get frazzled. I love that. When oh, we do golf. Frazzled. My boyfriend just beat me at Pebble and he's only played golf four times in his life. Good so, oh my God. My ego is a little hurt. I started drinking heavily. Oh, he's walking on cloud nine right here. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, he, he's framing the scorecard. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's phenomenal. <laughs> now, Katie, the only thing you'll have to do, okay, and we appreciate you coming on the Brilliant. I'm sure you decided a lot here for us today. The only thing left for you to do is to come back on here and, and tell us who's got a bigger forehead between me and Peyton Manning. Outside of that, you checked all the boxes for us today. <laughs> I love it. Next time I'll see Peyton, I'll... I'll- I'll settle this. Katie, done deal. We appreciate you coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was so nice to see you guys. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. And we'll see you when you're out in LA. Thanks so much. All right, folks. There you have it. Katie Carney herself. Um, I guess I'm being outdriven. I, I guess I am being outdriven. I kind of just, it, it's a pill that I just got to swallow. I thought Kate, Carney came real hard at me in, in regards to the outdriven. She stuck. Uh, stuck with uh, Pacheco and had a firm stance on that given I'll take it. It is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the ask Bob segment. We're going to close this sucker down with the ask Bob segment. Let's do two questions here from the ask Bob segment. First one's coming in from Alex from new Haven. Alex, let it rip. Hey Bob, Alex from new Haven here calling in again. I want to hear your take. And I think this is a timely one to think about here with the Olympics being on and everything over in Tokyo going on. Um, what is the, by, I mean, there's gotta be, it's a tough debate, but what is the hardest sport to play? Is it, is it boxing? Is it, you know, is it golf? Is it NASCAR where you're driving 200 miles per hour, not trying to kill yourself? Is it, you know, is it water polo? What is, I want to hear your take, Bob. Always a pleasure. Have a good one. Fuck, that's a good question. I mean, that is a phenomenal question. Um, I would say toughest sport to play. I think you got to go MMA. I think you got to go UFC for the sole purpose that these guys are trained assassins with the goal in mind of how they are going to make you unconscious. What is the best tactical way 
to make this man unconscious. And to me, the thought of that is terrifying. And when you look at some of these guys that get into the octagon and the stuff they got to endure just to make it to the big stage, the beatings they got to take to make it to the big stage, I think I'm going UFC. I mean, look at a guy like Nate Diaz. I talk about Nate Diaz all the time. I watch Nate Diaz in a fight and forget his win-loss record because I know he has a decent amount of losses. You just can't knock this guy out. I think, honest to God, if the average Joe was given a shovel and said, you have three shots here at Nate Diaz to knock him out, free shot, can't have his hands up, you would not be able to knock out Nate Diaz. He just doesn't go down. And I think you have to be some sort of crazy. I think to as much as respect that I have for these guys, I think to some degree mentally, you have to be a little lost. It has to be a few screws loose for you to willingly go into that octagon, which is why I respect the hell out of the guys that do it. But I think of a guy like Nate Diaz, and I watch this guy go fight. That man who you cannot knock out with the shovel is countering and trying to knock you the fuck out with the fists or his feet, whatever it takes. I think you got to go UFC. Now, from a skill perspective, just thinking of how much of a grind golf is and how tough golf is to figure out, I think I would probably go with golf. But overall, I'm taking MMA. I really am. And by the way, another thing that I want to add, kind of off topic here, but Dana White fascinates me. If, if I could get one person to come on the podcast, without a doubt, it would, I think it would be Dana White. He's got an answer for everything. And that guy's presence, I, I've never seen a man with such a presence that Dana White has. I think Joe Rogan's got a presence, but I think Dana White has superior presence. You ever see Dana White go around a microphone? I watched Dana White in a press conference, and I'm fascinated. The way he hovers this microphone is unlike anything I've ever seen. He makes that microphone look like a little toothpick. And you can ask him tough, hard-hitting questions. He's going to have an answer for you. He's going to be blunt. He's going to be honest. And by the way, he might come right back at you. I, I think Dana White is, to me, the guy is absolutely fascinating. He really is. We're going to fire on over now. Another question here on the Ask Bob segment. This is a young man coming to you, Billy Bob. Let's fire up. Billy Bob's got a question for the Ask Bob segment. Brilliant, Bob. Let me ask you something. My name's Jerry, just like your good friend. You know, I'm a big fan of you. If you had to give me one piece of advice, you know, that I could take with me on this journey of life, that I a piece of advice that I could step on, you know, it's like it's like Fortnite. When you step on the thing, you just go flying. You just go flying hundreds of feet in the air, and no one could stop you. If you had to give me that one piece of advice for the short lifetime I'm living, oh, it'd be, Bob. I love you, Bob. Blessings. God, that is such a good question. That is such a good question. By the way, no Jerry Don today. Jerry Don was working. Uh, Jerry Don works like a dog, man. He really does. So whenever Jerry could come on, we bring Jerry on. Um, but the Don was working today. Um, but to answer your question, Jerry, that, that's a phenomenal question. Um, one piece of advice I, I would say, if you ask, 
is probably when things are going good to just take a step back and enjoy the moment and soak in the moment. I know people say that a lot, but time really does fly. You know, like my time in Los Angeles has I've known living in it right now that this has been the best time of my life, that I am having a blast, that every day I get to wake up. It doesn't even make sense. The fact that I get to do a podcast for a living, which is exactly what I love to do. So I don't take it for granted. And I know living right now that Los Angeles, being in Los Angeles has been the time of my life, but it goes so fast. And five years down the road, whether I'm in Los Angeles or not, I'm only going to remember such a small sliver of my time in Los Angeles. And it just flies by. So I would say really soak in the good moments. Like I really will take time and just sit back before I do a podcast, after I do podcasts and think to myself, holy shit, you know, this is my life. This is the coolest thing in the world. Everything is so damn good right now. You know, and then when the bad times come, you're willing to take them on. But you, you, you remember more of just how good getting over the hump is and the good times are. So I would definitely probably say to you, Jerry, slowing down and soaking in the good moments. I think you appreciate it more. The memories last with you longer. You know, I even lived in Miami for three, four years and Miami was a blast. I had the time of my life. But when I look back on Miami, it kind of makes me sad because there's only such a small portion of what I remember from Miami. If you look back on your college days right now, you're going to remember a lot of good times, but it's such a small, small sliver that you do remember. So I would say just take it all in. Just take it all in. Um, two phenomenal questions there um, on the Ask Bob segment. Folks, I love you. I appreciate you. Keep dialing into that voicemail, 848-281-7906. I love you, folks. Back at it Tuesday. Katie Carney, thanks for coming on. Continue to support the movement. You folks take care now. We will see you Tuesday over and out.